stories. So uh, a dream stories podcast or whatever it is we call this. Well, thank you. I, I, you've welcomed me twice in the last minute. And we had to start That's re-recording. That's true. We had to start completely <laughs> new. That's right. But it was so good the way you started last time. You I know. should really d- demonstrate for people. Well, I did something like this. There, there, there now. And then you looked at me like I was crazy, and I said I was trying to imitate the intro music that we. <laughs> right from I'm the so, old, from the I'm old. I'm so used to hearing it, and so it just seems so odd just starting in the program out without that. It became my kind of my crutch. It's got music. You don't listen to the podcast I, I after know. we record it. This is true, guys. She does not listen to it again. We record, and then she never knows what happened with it. We could have her say anything we could just edit in anything and she would never know i trust you <laughs> yeah and but I do don't you think trust you noah that's the yes real i do trust noah good, good. you know um i had a thought and it just left me <laughs> well <laughs> i was gonna say something about what you just said oh man well, or, well i don't remember it'll come back to me okay all right well, sounds good so uh I had a thought about what we could talk about today. Okay. Because I just got a call from somebody about a dream they had, mm. like literally like 15 minutes before we started recording. Okay. And so uh, I asked them, could I share a little bit about it without telling who it was and the whole details. But uh, I had this thought about um, experiences inside of dreams. You know, we talked, I think it was last week or the week before, <coughs> we talked about reacting you know, outside of the dream, reacting physically while we're dreaming. But what about experiences inside the dream? Because, you know, sometimes we tell people, well, that's not just a dream. That's an encounter or that was an experience or something like that. Like there's a a kind of a bumped up level to a dream or a visitation from a spiritual being or Mm -hmm. things like that or even visitations from their creator. Those things can happen in dreams. And I think we've touched on it from time to time, but I don't think we've ever actually spent a podcast talking specifically about encounters and experiences inside of dreams. Okay. Well, maybe not. We've probably just touched on it here and there, but not not Maybe the very first or second <laughs> podcast, because I think I shared a little bit of a story mm-hmm. about uh, encountering an angel in a dream that pulled my tongue out. And right. Yeah, and the cut other, it off. Right. Well, and the other one I'm recalling was the one maybe where my mom came and she was, um, I felt like it was my mother. Oh, it was my mom. And it was when the my friend who's a police officer's mother had also passed. Right. Remember that? Yeah. But and that, we were talking that was about similar. types of things right. in that situation. Right. And I really thought it might be good because I've had a lot of people contact me recently about dreams that they just felt like there was more to it. Mm-hmm. Or something about the dream seemed to say, eh, this is a little more than just a dream. And sometimes yeah. that, that comes from the timing of a dream. Sometimes it comes from the weight of a dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, well, and we kind of talked about that, I think, a few weeks ago when our son Joshua was on a podcast. And we talked, I think it was with, we did two back-to-back with him. And one of the things we talked about was maybe having a scale or a rating system where you go, okay, how important was this dream to you? Now, one of his dreams seemed very important. The other one, not so much, but they were both important. So you can't totally rely on a scale. But when when you feel there's this deeper 
it, I, I say, you know it in your knower. You know, there was yeah. something about the that dream that made it seem more important or more prominent than all the others you may have dreamed that week, you know? Right. <clears throat> well, I think there's this thing that happens when we consider the weight of a dream, when we had the dream, and what's happening in the dream. Who, you know, who shows up in the dream, either metaphorically or literally mm-hmm. who shows up in a dream mm-hmm. that can be significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I told you this week that one of our mentors showed up in my dream. I dream about your dad a lot. I mean, at least once a month. He's either sitting on the side of the bed with me or talking to me or something. I dream about him often, you know, and I do love that. Um, but, I mean, I, I even talked to you this week about, oh, I dreamed about, you know, John Paul. And, and I don't remember everything in the dream, but it was an important dream, you know, and some of the right. things he was saying, you know. Well, how do you distinguish in those kind of settings? Because we've talked about in the past dead people in dreams. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned on a couple of different occasions uh, angels yes. or spiritual beings right. in dreams. Uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, encounters with our creator in dreams. Yeah. How do you distinguish between when it's an encounter with um, a spiritual being or an encounter with our creator, an encounter with a saint or something of that nature, how do you distinguish that from the time someone or something just shows up in the dream and it's just a metaphor? It's just kind of the general way that the dream transpires any given time. Are you asking me for my professional opinion? I am. I'm looking for your professional opinion. Well, we always say context is so important. So for me, there are times where people show up in a dream. For example, if it's like a, a mentor or a fatherly figure like your dad, he could represent to me like, Heavenly Father, he kind of looked that way anyway, and everybody talked about what a good father uh, role model he was for many people, and and even a lot of those in the church. And um, <clears throat> so, for me, I kind of dissect my dream, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, for example, when John Paul was in my dream a few weeks ago, um, and this is an interesting thing, he was f- kind of frustrated, and and it. It wasn't like he was visiting me to tell me something, but he was exhibiting frustration about a situation. So to me, that sent a message to me. So it's sometimes it's that they're delivering a message to us directly, I think, but this time he didn't. It was me observing him being frustrated about a situation. And so I, I was like, okay, examine what was it he was frustrated about. And it was something about trust, trusting, you know, a certain group of people. And I was like, okay. So that it's kind of like just a, for me, it was more like a warning kind of thing rather than him coming and saying, like your grandmother did that time where she said, you know, I'm sorry that you're going to have to go for the, through right. this. It's going to be three and a half years. It was a message to you. Right. This was more something I was observing, you know. So it really wasn't about me. But it was about trusting, maybe, you know, I don't know. I I hadn't even broken it down completely myself yet. So the way I distinguish it basically is looking at what is it saying to me? Can it pertain to what I'm going through right now? 
Is it a message direct? Almost like intrinsic and extrinsic, how we talk about that. Is it about me? Is it spoken to me? Is it something that's setting a path for me or a warning? You know, there's so many different, it's like an onion. You could have a bunch of different layers, you know? Well, and I think that's part of the way we distinguish between metaphor and an actual visitation. To some degree, when it's metaphorical, they're representing they're something. representing something, and mm-hmm. there's just a feeling or a mm-hmm. general flow of the dream is telling you something. And much more frequently, though not a hundred percent of the time, if it's a visitation, say a spiritual being or or the creator or uh, you know a, a saint or whatever, mm-hmm. if there's visitation, it tends to be probably more frequently. It tends to be a message. They're telling you something. So my friend called uh, this evening Mm -hmm. and had had a dream in which a Christian leader showed up and had a conversation with him in in the dream. And it was Bill Johnson, a a Christian leader, uh, who shows up in his dream and tells him about some some, uh, problem that's coming up, like someone trying to kill him. And trying to kill Bill Johnson himself, or trying no, no, to kill someone, the person. Bill Johnson was saying someone's going going to try, or someone's trying to kill you to okay. the dreamer. Okay. And the the issue was that was a direct statement, and um, that but that wasn't all of it. Then there was this whole sort of process of explaining here's where you are and here's where you're going type thing in that dream. So it was a here's a little bit of a warning, something you're dealing with, or a situation or a type of thing you're going to be dealing with, here's where you're at right now, and here's where you're going to. And the the dream, just generally metaphorically, I think was really speaking to this person's life and walk Mm -hmm. and ministry. Mm -hmm. But something about the conversation left me with this sense or feeling that there's more to this than just, oh, this is, you know, about God, uh, warning you of something because Bill Johnson's a Christian leader, a pastor type thing. So this is like a representation of authority. There was something that left me with a feeling of it was more like a a visit. But, you know, it wasn't like Bill Johnson shows up. So I was trying to figure out what, how does this work? And I, I was reminded about a biblical story of Peter who goes to, he's been in prison, and he's set free from prison, and a bunch of people are praying for him at a house. And he goes to this house and knocks on the door. A young lady comes to the door and, and, and opens the door, and you know, they've all been praying for Peter and sees that it's Peter, and she basically closes the door back, and this is my paraphrase, but she runs back in and tells everybody, hey, uh, Peter's at the door. And everybody said, no, you know, we've been praying for him to get freed from prison, but he wouldn't be free from prison, really. That's just his angel. And and we read that story about, hey, they were praying for something. They didn't even know God had already answered, and they weren't expecting the answer they got with him showing up. But there's a, an interesting little twist in that story because they make the comment, it must be Peter's angel, which leaves you with the impression that if the young lady knew it looked like Peter at the door, and they said, well, it looked like Peter, but it couldn't have been Peter because he's still in prison. It must have been his angel that they had had experiences where angels, as we know, can take the form of people. You know, you entertain angels unaware, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Bible talks about. 
uh, it, they look like people, and, and they must have had encounters where where they had a leader or someone, and the angel that shows up looked like them because they were expecting. It was more likely to them that this was an angel that looked like Peter than it was that it was Peter. Right. And I'm thinking, I think that was an angel in that dream mm-hmm. that this person had. It was a spiritual being who shows up in the dream and looks like Bill Johnson. It gives a message in in in, in Greek the word that's used in the Bible for angel is angelos, and it means messenger. So it gives a message. And then it also provides a warning, which we see angels do a lot in the Bible. Uh, And it sets a tone of almost, here's where you go, and I'm leaving you with something, a deposit of something for this person. And that fits, and it feels right to me that it's more of a spiritual being than a metaphor of what does Bill Johnson mean in the dream, if that makes sense. Mm, that's interesting. I've never heard you take it to that level before, so what I'm hearing you say, let me, let me make sure I'm hearing what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. When I'm exploring this myself, even while we're I doing mean, the honestly, podcast. Honestly, we've so. always said what we say is not concrete, just when we try to think we have something that we know for a fact. Our creator, God, shows up and says, well, you don't know everything. Right. <laughs> but um, And sometimes when concept, we think we know stuff, he shows up and says, let me show you something new. Or something Which else. is kind of you what I was feeling in this yeah. dream. Yeah, so it's almost like if, if, why would someone say Peter's at the door and then other people say, no, it's just Peter's angel. There had to have been, like you said, people either at that time believed or there was a, a, like some type of precedence for saying, okay, if you have angels, if you believe that angels accompany you, they may favor you. Their right. looks, like you said, right? Right, like your, your guardian angel. I'm not sure there's no, 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 an I absolute no, I, I correlation there, I'm but just, that I'm just playing yeah. with this idea, just yeah. like you said. So it could have perhaps been like Bill Johnson's angel. Is that what you're saying? Right, that's, that's what giving, and, well, giving and when I was talking about it, that's what the dreamer said. So you mean it might have been like Bill Johnson's angel? And he says, well, you know, because it was... You That's know, a you weird don't want thought. to make that kind of presumption. Says, well, maybe not that, but I mean, yeah, it really could have been we, I that mean, type of thing. Not, you know, I think it's important that we don't put people on pedestals. Right. When when spiritual leaders are known nationally and internationally, mm-hmm. the tendency is for Christians to, in, in particular, in the Christian spiritual community, mm-hmm. to put those people up on a pedestal, and that's not a good thing. Well, we're not even trying to say that um, that that's exactly what it was, and that and that's not what this dreamer was doing. That, either, that, by the no, way, so. I, I know, and it's an interesting theory. And even if people can't grab a hold of that, you could still even let's just say take that out and say it wasn't his angel. But Bill Johnson represents something that this man may trust. He is a leader. He is well known. What he says usually is true. I'm not going to say it's not usually. I mean, people look at him as a credible person. So this is something credible coming to you saying. Well, yeah. And in certain spiritual circles, he's Mm -hmm. in in the Christian community, he's controversial. But then again, this podcast is probably controversial in certain circles. Circles, of course. Yeah, yeah. But something I thought was interesting that the dreamer pointed out was something that Bill Johnson meant to them. So so in the dream, Bill Johnson Mm -hmm. says to the dreamer, Someone's uh, trying to kill John you. John is trying to kill you. Mm. And then he said, Bill Johnson just sort of 
you know, it was a little bit flippant. Just that's happening. Let's move on. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of approach the dreamer was sharing with me. What he remember one of the things he remembered about Bill Johnson is that's kind of his approach to spiritual warfare. <laughs> it's like, you know, most of the time, just ignore it, move on. If I have to deal with it, we deal with it, and then we move on. It's you know, and which I think is a great approach to spiritual warfare. I think sometimes it we is. make spiritual warfare way too big well, and look for demonic, evil oh, things yeah. under every rock. That's when true. Sometimes it's just stupid things, and sometimes it's just people things, and sometimes it's just you know spiritual stuff in general. Uh, and and, and that, that approach I think was really important in this dream for this dreamer, which mm-hmm. is hey. There's an attack, and and I could I'm not going to get into what the attack was, but we we were able to recognize what it was when Mm -hmm. we were talking to the Mm -hmm. dreamer Mm -hmm. Um, between he and I. We sort of Mm -hmm. explored it. Mm -hmm. There's an attack. Don't get worried about this. It's not like some of the other attacks you've had. It's not like where you've come under assault, kind of thing. It's not like where the enemy's really hit you hard in certain areas. This attack, it's it's kind of a big deal in the natural. But don't worry about it. Just keep moving. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of fits Bill Johnson's spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. He's kind of mindset. a low-key kind of guy. I mean, you know, even yeah. though he's he's as prominent as what he is, he he's not real flamboyant. He's just kind of matter-of-fact. He talks very methodically, doesn't he? You know? Well, he's just very straightforward. He and here's is. what it is. Yeah. Puts and maybe that's what that dreamer needed to hear. Yeah. I'm confirming to you what you have been taught from me which is don't get caught up in it it's coming here or it's here or it has happened whichever it is it could be past present future right right, right. um something's g- trying to kill you whatever um and you know we do get too caught up in those things sometimes we can get so focused on something that we don't realize it's distracting us from what maybe is right before us you know we can right. get so caught up so he needed to hear that yeah and and that's why i think when you look at the weight of this dream mm-hmm. the message in the dream it was was there metaphor there yes i mean it's not like an actual person named john is trying to kill literally physically the dreamer mm-hmm. was there metaphor there yes it was about a type of attack, a type of spiritual mindset mm-hmm. that was going to come against this man and his ministry mm-hmm. and his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, was there metaphor there in, his, in sort of saying, here's where you are and here's where you're going? Yeah, it was like a, a baseball card holder, and, and uh, Bill Johnson pointed and said, you're in this frame, you know, and you, you're if you hang on here, you're going to this frame in the, mm-hmm. in, in the little plastic sleeves mm-hmm. type thing. So. So was there metaphor there? Yes. But it was also a very direct message. These are things mm-hmm. you need to know, mm-hmm. which is, again, why it left me with the feeling that this is a spiritual being. In, in my case, I would call it an angel that is delivering a message in the form of a person that would convey a metaphorical mm-hmm. understanding of the the tone of the message right. that's being conveyed. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting, too, because of something we've talked about a couple of times. And I've noticed this lately when people have shared dreams with me where a spiritual being shows up, where the creator, God shows up in the dream in some capacity, uh, or where there's sort of that encounter experience inside Mm -hmm, the dream. mm -hmm. I've noticed that they tend to come 
outside of the normal cycle of sleep that we would tend to associate with dreams. So we tend to think of dreams happening in deeper REM sleep. That's what science tells us about dreams. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed a lot lately, and when I think back on some of my more encounter-like experiences in dreams, they often come in a quick nap or a having woken up and just gone back to sleep for, say, the last 20 minutes of the morning before you get up or Interesting, like that. which I was uh, listening to a podcast this week about this guy who talks about dreams and everything, not necessarily in the same genre that we're in. A little but less spiritual, but still yes. very metaphysical the way he right. approaches it. Right, and one of the things he said, which I somehow scientifically have missed this, but he was saying that... Um, People say they don't dream, you know, or they don't, you know, they can't recall their dreams. And he says most people don't remember the dreams they had when they first fall asleep because your sleep cycle is shorter. And as you go through the night, your sleep cycles grow. So you might start with a 45-minute sleep cycle, another 45-minute sleep cycle. Then you go to an hour. Then you go to an hour and 20. And so having that longer sleep cycle makes the dreams seem like they're very fresh. That's why when you first wake up, oh, what did I just dream? Because it's usually what we just dreamed right then or right before that we remember. And if we're really good, we get up in the middle of the night, we write down what we dreamed so we don't forget. But you will you will forget them. I mean, it happens to me. I can't tell you the amount of times that I have said I am not going to forget this. I will recite the dream to myself. And it will be such a good dream, and I'll just know it's a good dream. Then I'll wake up the next morning and go, oh, man, I should have wrote it down, and I didn't, you know. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, just having that longer sleep cycle may make a difference as to what messages, you know, what are are we opening ourselves up to more or longer experiences with our creator? Maybe. I don't know, you know. You know, I was also contemplating that those shorter sleep times, not the cycle in oh, as sorry. a whole. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, okay. I hear what you're saying, but, yeah. but I was also thinking, like, if I wake up at 5.15, and I know I don't have to be awake and, and up and moving until 6, mm-hmm. it may take me 15 minutes to go back to sleep, but I'm going to probably lay there and get that last 30 minutes worth yeah. of sleep. yeah. And a lot of encounters in dreams happen in that kind of a time frame, I've noticed. I agree. And I'm wondering, it's kind of that, it's almost like that's almost like a twilight time, mm. a time when there's a more blurred line mm. between being awake and asleep. So I think it's interesting what you're talking about. Deeper, longer sleep cycles lead to one type of dream mm-hmm. and shorter lighter sleep type cycles lead to other types of dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these encounter type things often we see in the lighter cycle or the lighter time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's because our soul, our mind is a little bit more active and we can relate to it more as a, um, mm-hmm. as an encounter rather than as a dream. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, I mean, I'm just throwing out thoughts here. This is not something that I'm saying this is scientifically the way it works, or even no. I mean, we're we we listen. We're all growing in our and what we're learning about. And there's nothing that says you know we have all the answers and this is exactly the way it works. 
And even people who have studied them for years have found out new things, researched new things all the time, you know. Right. So we don't know. And, and we, we're, we're putting it out there because it may be a stretch for some people to understand even what we're saying, sure. you know. But I think that's a good thing for us because if we get caught in a rut of always thinking the exact same way, we don't grow. Mm. We tend to grow when our thought processes are challenged. Yeah. Gently and lovingly, mm. which is what I, I hope we're doing in this kind of setting. Our thought processes are challenged so that we stop looking at everything through the same lens we've always looked at it through and begin to look for deeper meanings, more mm. significance, mm. alternate ways of understanding something. Not saying they're all perfect or they're all right but allowing ourselves to grow in exploring mm-hmm. our understanding of the spiritual world. Right. And as long as a Christian, as long as I'm balancing that yeah. with the Word of God, with the Bible, yes. and the scriptural foundation, yes. that's an amazing way to learn. Well, I mean, uh, let me just say this, too. For us, we, we do do our best to come from a Christian perspective because that is what is very important to us, but we understand that not everybody is a Christian who may listen to our podcast, and that's okay. We want you to, you know. Uh, We want you to know who your Creator God is. That's important to us, you know. Um, But we we understand, too, that there are some things that may be dark out there that we would not encourage people to go and just explore, you know. But we're saying maybe being stretched beyond what we normally would as a believer or as a someone who's walking in the Christian faith. I mean, I can remember the first few times I even heard this teaching that you can interpret your dreams. That just sounded so strange and new age to me. And then I find out that there's scriptural reference for it and scriptural precedence for it. It made a huge difference in my life because I'm a huge dreamer. One last thing I'd like to say is I just want to encourage people who either can't remember their dreams or say they never dreamed or even maybe you used to be a big dreamer and you're not anymore. There are cycles in our life, and there are certain things that happen that cause those changes. Just be patient with yourself and just continue to, to you know, I say seek God. That's what I'm continuing to do. Yeah. I seek peace so that when I go to bed at night, if I'm in turmoil, I want to be at peace so I can hear, you know. Stress, stress, stress shuts down our dream life. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. And so that being at peace is a big part of it. So we don't want to be stressed out about not remembering any more than we are about what kind of dream we have. Yeah. And I, I was going to mention one other thing, too. The This idea, I know a lot of people, particularly in Christian circles, have this kind of desire to have an encounter with God. Mm. To, you know, if God just spoke to me audibly, Mm. or if God just showed up and told me he was real, or even if an angel just showed up and and told me something, gave me a message from God, like happened in the Bible and things. Mm -hmm. We sometimes think that it's more real if that spiritual being walks into the room while we're wide awake and just has a conversation with us. But all through the Bible, there were encounters with spiritual beings that happened inside of dreams. They were part of the dream. And the people in the Bible who had those encounters considered those encounters just as real Mm -hmm. as if they had been awake and an angel walks up and tells them something to do. Yeah. Or God just speaks to them out loud. Yeah. And, and, And so this concept about 
encounters inside of dreams that we've been talking about and an angel showing up or an angel that looks like somebody showing up or mm -hmm. your creator showing up or any of these things. I just want to encourage our, our audience. If you're desiring, you know, that, that more of an encounter kind of experience with, with God, not just looking for some random spiritual you know, thing, mm -hmm. if you, and you experience something in a dream, don't take that for granted. Mm -hmm. That can be very, very valid and very, very real. And again, there's biblical precedent for that yeah. uh, for our Christian audience. There's, there's a biblical base for that. So I'm not just randomly throwing that out there. I'm saying encounters in a dream can be just as real as an encounter awake. That's so and true. it's powerful. Yes, it is. I mean, it can be life-changing. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, it was a cool thought for today. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And we filled an entire podcast just processing through it. So, uh, <laughs> it may be one of the first times we've actually kind of just processed a thought. As we went As we're it. going through the, yeah. the podcast as well. A lot of times we're talking to you guys about things we've been, we've done a lot of or things we've experienced a lot of. So, we just like being real. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's like being right. real. Uh, but that's it. That's all the time we have today. Yes. So anything else we need to cover? Well, if I sound like I'm talking very softly, it's because we have a grandbaby that's asleep nearby. And I well, That's true. And you keep looking at me funny now. I know. You're wanting me to talk softly. I kept doing this little, it's okay. You you weren't born to speak softly. Uh, yeah, my voice just projects. So it yeah, does. We, have, we have our family, our, our son and daughter-in-law, and our two grandbabies living at our house right now yeah. for a little while. It's fun. In addition to our other children. And, yeah, right. True. So. <laughs> but anyway, all the time we've got. Uh, glad you could join us again for this episode. We look forward to seeing you next time. All the info is there on the screen for you to how to find us in between episodes. And until next time, keep dreaming.